Hello, and welcome to the second episode of The Digital Dividend, a monthly intake on most prominent news, trends, and features surrounding fintech, digital finance, and platform economy. I'm your host, Mikael, and today we welcome Shruti Agarwal, co-founder of Stashfin, and Naman Rastogi from Fasanara VC to our conversation. Uh, so today in our Digital Dividend podcast, we are very happy to have the co-founder of Stashfin, Shruti Agarwal, joining us. Welcome to our podcast, Shruti. Thank you, Naman. To give a brief background to our viewers, Stashfin is a leading non-bank consumer lender in India that provides unsecured consumer loans to the prime, near-prime and super-prime segments. So Shruti, before we jump on into the specifics and learn more about Stashfin, for our viewers, can you please give some background about yourself, speak about why and when you founded Stashfin and how has been the entrepreneurial journey so far? Sure. Thank you, Naman. Thank you for hosting uh, Stashfin. Thank you, Fasanara team. Uh, as uh, Naman introduced me, I'm one of the co-founders of Stashfin, a digital lending fintech platform based out of India where we serve the underserved segments of India. So by way of background, I'm a chartered accountant, worked with PricewaterhouseCoopers in India. Post that, I went for my master's to Columbia University, where I studied public finance. So, you know, serving the public and having a strong finance background is something that always has uh, always been my education and my training. I went and uh, was worked with uh, Merrill Lynch in the investment banking group in New York, spent a couple of years in the public finance space where I would uh, work on billion dollar transactions, financing hospitals, schools, you know, uh, highways and a number of public infrastructure programs. Um, after that, I had uh, a very successful startup by the name of Secret Cache, which uh, was based at the US, moved back to India after selling it and uh, joined Stashfin as it was a perfect blend between uh, servicing the public finance and retail, which I had learned from my entrepreneurship uh, at Secret Cash. Uh, here at Stashfin, I'm handling a couple of functions, uh, mainly debt financing, uh, marketing and HR. Thank you so much, Shruti, for sharing your journey. This was indeed inspiring and I'm pretty sure that several female founders, I'm sorry, even the male founders who are listening to our podcast today would be motivated uh, hearing this success story. Moving on, Shruti, for our viewers, can you please describe in detail what does Stashwin do, who are your target customers and what growth milestones the business has achieved so far? Stashwin is a fintech, uh, a leading fintech uh, platform based out of India where we are serving the underserved segments uh, of the country. India is a credit-staffed economy where people do not have access to credit, simple things like credit card, uh, loans, auto loans, all of it is uh, uh, underpenetrated in this country. The idea of Stashfin is to create an opportunity for people with limited credit footprint that would enable them to embark their financial journey successfully and be, be aspirational about it as they grow in their uh, livelihoods. Various uh, segments in India are credit staff and are often ignored by traditional banking setups. Stashfin has a unique underwriting capability and innovative tech stack which helps us to do this very, very operationally efficiently as well as at a large scale. Our customer base, as, uh, as Naman mentioned, could range from prime, subprime to super prime. So our customer base could be a delivery boy, 
to a business owner to a very successful mnc salaried employee it we uh, price our loans or we underwrite uh, our customers based on the risk we undersee during the process of uh, approving them uh, we were founded in 2016 until till december 31st we had close to 1.5 million customers which is 15 lakh customers uh, close to 3000 crores of dispersal first quarter of last year we raised uh, close to 270 million dollars of which part of which was financed by uh, fasanara thank you thank you shruti for unpacking stashin's business model and growth for us i'm pretty sure that this would be quite informative for our viewers who are eager to learn more about consumer lending landscape in india and also i would like to congratulate you on the promising growth that you have achieved in a very short period of uh, time Uh, so Shruti, I'll hold you here, and would like to double click on the few business aspects of Stashfin. I see that Stashfin has multiple forms of lending products. Uh, how exactly does this product composition work for you, and which product do you think is most prominent or most successful in your eyes? So um, when we talk about product, which I'm assuming you're talking about prime, subprime, and super prime. So um, you know, I think all these products work hand in hand. we get in a customer early uh, who is aspirational could not have a credit footprint or is underbanked for any reason and we gradually move the customer from being a subprime to a prime to a super prime what we do is uh, provide a line of credit a digital line of credit where the person has the flexibility to draw down funds as per his need and as per his ability to pay so the tenor and the amount is flexible this could range anywhere from say 1000 rupees in india to 5 lakh rupees in india but the customer would draw down as per his flexibility and the need you know um and this is done absolutely with maximum flexibility as we do not charge any application fee we do not charge any foreclosure fee so we give the customer you know the ability to build a credit history and actually be financially responsible that if he or she wants to go get it refinanced if he or she thinks that it is cheaper to get the based on his or her credit history get funds cheaper outside the stashwin we provide them that flexibility so uh, all these products work very well as we uh, as we are serving a country which is credit starved so moving a customer from being a subprime to a super prime actually affects just not that person but the entire household and we are very proud to say that we are not just making an impact on no one person with livelihoods of a number of people in that uh, home the other thing that really helps us is we actively as a person moves from being a subprime to a prime to a super prime customer we give them a larger because of uh, teaching them financial responsibility we actively reduce their rates of uh, uh, interest rates or increase their tenors or maybe increase their line providing them the flexibility and showing them the growth of being how financial by being financially responsible what it can do for you so for me all these products are all integrated and unfortunately can't distinguish between one versus another right right makes sense shruti and addressing the both subprime and prime segment that is largely underserved by the indian commercial bank uh, through your flagship product is the best thing that you can do in order to build a inclusive economy 
So Shruti, talking about products of late, we are seeing several consumer financing options in the market. Uh, there was a time of huge craze about buy now, pay later, where the consumers don't have to bear the interest rate cost. Then we know that there are 0% EMI options, then there are consumer durable loans as well. So how do you see these products as competition to the Stashwin's traditional unsecured consumer lending that you are doing? So, um, you know, how I mentioned, Naman, we are actually a line of credit. A person can use to get uh, use his funds anywhere. You know, India is still an unorganized market where cash economy is still bigger. Digital uh, footprint for for buy now pay later or for someone having EMI on their card is still limited. So what we are doing is actually providing a larger customer base with uh, larger access uh, to funds than some of the other players out in the market because the person can draw down funds in their uh, bank account and then has the flexibility to use either a debit card to or a credit card to um, use at any of these BNPL platforms or at uh, use it for a consumer durable, but also withdraw cash and buy something in an unorganized market. Uh, the other thing what our product really allows you to do is uh, we also do provide uh, interest-free period where you know you could draw down the funds and only pay a processing fee and have the option to pay down within 30 days without any interest cost. So we do provide that flexibility, but in a larger way to the customer because the customer can uh, draw down funds in any format they would like. Um, the other thing uh, with some of the other players in the market is it is it is focused on a product or just focused on a platform. So today, if you have to go buy something on EMI on your card, you don't know whether it's an option available. Only at the pause counter would you know that you can get something like that EMI or not. For example, jewelry is a, a section or a category which is not financed at all. So you would never get that option. So we actually cater to a larger and uh, we still think this is an ecosystem where people are getting educated that there is an option available to buy now, pay later. But with us, with a fixed rate and with a, fl- a full flexibility, we don't think this is really a challenge for us. But of course, you know, uh, it teaches the customer how to be financially responsible as well. Sure, Shriti. I can't agree more with you on this. I and I, I can clearly see that how for discretionary spending, where the end use is not tied, traditional unsecured consumer loans, which Stashwin gives, would always be the first choice for our customers. If you compare it with other modes of financing, like sort of BNP or 0% EMI, there's always a tied end use, which ties the customers to specifically buy a specific product only. Uh, now I would like to shift some gears a bit, Shruti, and speak about the role of technology at Stashwin. Uh, we all know that Stashwin is one of the first fintech lenders in India that has been at the forefront of tech-driven origination and now as well as collections. Uh, the testimony to this is the size of the technology team that I have personally seen and which, if I'm not wrong, almost forms 40% of the workforce. So, Shruti, I would love to hear from you how at Stashwin you're using technology in providing financial services, talk about your underwriting, collections, sourcing, and also how it's helping you in scaling up the business. Sure. So uh, just to give a quick background about Stashpin here, as he mentioned, 40% of our workforce is uh, uh, tech. We are all of 300 people in the company, which are doing all kinds of functions from uh, origination to fulfillment to collection. It's all in-house and uh, 
most of our non-critical function, what we say non-critical in the sense where we may not see a path to growth for a person are outsourced. Uh, so calling functions are outsourced, field staff is outsourced. So we are really focused on growth and creating revenue per person. And that's how we function. That's why 40% of our workforce is technology. The, uh, we, we started in 2016. We spent a good three and a half years building our tech stack. You know, and that's really been a USP. We, we've been sitting and, you know, before COVID, we were sitting on the corner waiting for things to settle down to know if the business is really has legs to it. So we built out the stack and we were waiting to press the pedal to growth based on what we thought was working well and what's not working well. And then we pressed growth, uh, pressed uh, the accelerator. You know, the numbers are in front of us. We're profitable for the past three, three and a half years. Our team sizes have shrunk. We use technology to our, to the best way possible. You know, we are we, we're using uh, our entire tech is in-house, uh, ranging from LMS to decision engine to collection engines to uh, communications, uh, app, UX, UI, everything is built in-house. Uh, we, we do interact with a lot of uh, folks in the ecosystem to get best practices or to learn what we may be missing. Uh, but uh, we've been able to integrate with third parties through APIs. We have a standard code for API, which can be plugged in say, and we understand we're the first ones in the country doing that. Also, when it comes to collection, uh, you know, each and every call, whether the person, uh, you know, as I mentioned, most of our calling functions are outsourced for collection. Uh, these are all recorded calls. So at any point, you know, if a call uh, agent is using a high pitch voice uh, and collecting or using keywords like uh, regulator or police or cops or anything, it gets highlighted to us and we take corrective action. Because of these uh, things, it's been in-house and we do understand we're in the forefront and uh, leaders in the space when it comes to uh, tech and we're very proud of it. And of course, the large team has really helped us build this. Surely, Shruti, I completely agree with you that once you are at the scale-up stage, then only technology is the way out in order to uh, grow the business and use the operating leverage to actually bring in the economies of scale. And we can all see that technology has also helped and played a significant role in, in shaping the inclusive finance revolution that we are witnessing today in India. And I'm so uh, proud and happy to say that Stashwin is uh, a part of it. Uh, so Shruti, since you are in the consumer lending business where we all know that uh, capital is the raw material and interest rate is the cost of goods sold, I would be doing a huge injustice if I fail to ask you about your funding requirement. So we would like to hear from you, what is your sweet spot in terms of the split between local and international funding arrangements and how do you see a balance between your debt and equity capital? Sure. So, uh, you know, equity you know how they say in uh, what how Naman put it very nicely that it would be unfair to talk about cost of funds in a lending business. Yes, equity is a leverage that we get, but without debt, business cannot grow. It is a very fine balance uh, between uh, debt and equity for us and the cost of funds. The lower cost of funds we get, we can pass on that benefit to the customer. So we are very, very sensitive as a company where we uh, don't want to increase rates on the customer because that may attract the wrong quality of customers. However, we want to have the perpetual access to cash. So yes, both international debt and Indian debt becomes, domestic debt becomes equally important for us. We've been focused uh, on both of them as we grow. 
uh, in the last quarter itself, we onboarded more than 10 lenders and have raised more than $730 million in uh, a combination of domestic and uh, uh, international debt. This uh, We are also triple uh, B uh, stable by ICRA, which has reduced even in the increasing rate environment. Our rates have gone down by almost uh, 150 basis points, which is a testament to not just our business, but also about our ability to uh, get the right quality of customers, keeping our uh, all the checks in place and attracting the right kind of investors. We, we are very proud to say that we have probably one of the best um, equity cap table available to fintechs. Our investors include Fasanara, of course, Uncorrelated Ventures, Abstract Ventures, Altara Capital, Tencent, and KKR Partners uh, outside India. And uh, within India, we had the had the Kloska family office, No Leopard. Definitely, Shruti, that's a pretty strong line. And uh, having such clarity in terms of the capital structure sets the foundation of any lending business and also sketches the long-term growth trajectory uh, of the company. Uh, talking about growth, uh, off late, Shruti, we saw a few changes in the lending regulations in India. Especially in 2022, we came across central bank circulars. First, it was about the new PPI regulations and then later it was about new digital lending regulations. Unfortunately, this has created some fears in the minds of foreign portfolio investors who are very actively investing in the financial services sector in India. Would you like to talk about this and clear the air out? So I think this was quite overdue by RBI. People were working in all kinds of formats which were maybe regulated or unregulated. I think what RBI has done is clarified and made sure lending, which is uh, really affecting the livelihoods of people because they could go into uh, debt traps and have any kind of uh, you know financial impact going forward. I think uh, it's great. RBI has clarified a lot of things. Most recently, it has clarified how to charge penal interest, how to charge penal charges, how to read the digital lending gli- guidelines, how to have disclosures, etc. I think um, uh, international folks should be very happy about it, uh, considering that it's now not in the gray area anymore, but it's a clear black and white. And we see that folks who are operating in clear black and white actually are uh, successful. And those who were operating in the gray area are now rebuilding their business based on the regulations available. I think India is credit staff and there's huge opportunity if you're doing what you're doing correctly. I agree with you, Shruti, on this. Maybe in the short term, it might have created some fears and uncertainty. But for the long-term growth of the sector, having such strict policies and regulations in place would also always be helpful. And uh, I'm glad that we had the discussion with you and hopefully it will reduce some irrational fears in the minds of uh, investors. Uh, just supplementing another question to this, uh, Shruti, I wanted to ask you, uh, how does the current funding winter, at, as people like to call it, due to the high interest rate environment that we are living in uh, today, is affecting the lending business broadly? Uh, are these macro environment changes uh, because of the high inflation environment uh, inhibiting you in any way from meeting your uh, business plans? Naman, we are on track for growth. We do not see this to be a challenge. In fact, uh, I think previously I mentioned we raised in the last quarter alone close to $730 million. 
and uh, our rates of uh, our cost of funds has also come down. What that has done provided more flexibility. We are all able to onboard more customer, providing them more flexibility. You know, inflation of course changes everyone's household expenses. What customers are really looking for is flexibility. You know, providing them full flexibility to foreclose a loan, not pay application fee, not pay a charge upfront, and have the ability to choose based on their need for the number of months or years they need has really helped us grow. And uh, you know, really, do people do talk about uh, uh, increase in rates and increase in uh, you know uh, startup winters here? But we really don't see that at our end. Definitely, Shruti. Both the two positives that you highlighted first was raising capital at the right time, and then getting a rating upgrade from uh, one of the largest rating agencies in India is definitely two positives for you together, and would definitely decrease the cost of funds and also increase your ability to raise more debt capital on the back of your uh, equity. Yeah. So thank you so much, Shruti, for answering my questions with so much patience and unpacking. all the answers so meticulously here's my last question uh, for you uh, wanted to see uh, where do you see stashwin 5 years from now and are there any plans for international business expansion in the cards um you know we very focused as a company both on growth and profitability uh, we do want to be ready for a public uh, public event uh, i wish i could say 12 months from now but uh, as we are growing we want to be in a situation where we find the right time and do it um india is has a very deep india is quite spread starved india has a huge population i think right for now we are very happy just focusing on india and getting it ready for a public market event thank you shruti i must say thank you so much uh, for such an informative and more importantly very candid session with us I hope after listening to our podcast our viewers know much more about consumer lend- lending landscape in India thank you once again thank you